Martin, Jay Doherty here from the Jay Doherty Podcast. Today we're broadcasting live once again. We're going to be talking about Amorosa Manigold Newman. Just how many tapes does she actually have? We'll try to solve that. Also, China might be training their pilots to target the United States. President Trump had to reschedule his multi-million dollar military parade. And we're continuing our coverage of Tesla. Elon Musk says that this is one of the worst years for Tesla. And some sources say that he might lose control of the company altogether. We'll discuss that and so much more on episode 39 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. August 17, 2018, it's 9.13am, broadcasting live on a Friday morning, jdashstory.com slash live if you want to listen live. This track is uh, called, let's see what it's called, because I want, this one came out today, it's called, jo- it's by Joysick, it's called Journey from VNCM, it's a great track, isn't it? to talk about. We're going to be talking about Amorosa. She released another recording with uh, Lara Trump. I believe that's how you say your name. It's L-A-R-A. I think some other news organizations were pronouncing it differently, but I don't know. We'll see what uh, we can we can figure out. But we're going to try and crack down on this and see exactly how many tapes she actually have. She She actually has. She claims to have a lot. The New York Times reporting this morning that she has over 200. But is that true? We'll take a look at that. We'll also uh, take a look at China. They uh, apparently are likely training uh, pilots of their Navy and Air Force to, um, to to strike and attack the United States. And the Democrats, they're weighing in on, uh, on, on some key um, options, you know, for Pelosi and, and others for speakership being the House representative. Also, Trump's military parade uh, had to get rescheduled. People were saying that it was $92 million worth of balloons and festivities. James Mattis, Secretary of Defense, said you have to be smoking something illegal to be thinking that. Well, it's really up to uh, whatever they decide. Trump uh, has to reschedule it. It was rescheduled to 2019. He actually tweeted the... Uh, um, uh, yeah, he tweeted. He said... Uh, the local politicians who run Washington, D.C. poorly know a windfall when uh, they see it. When asked to give a pro- give us a prize for holding a great celebratory military parade, they wanted a number so ridiculously high that I canceled it. Never let someone hold you up. I will instead attend the big parade already scheduled at Andrews Air Force Base on a different date and go up to the Paris parade celebrating the end of the war on November 11th. Maybe we'll do something uh, next year in D.C. when the cost comes way down all in caps and uh, now we can buy some some more jet fighters. Now, uh, that was two hours ago. Trump's military parade now confirmed to be rescheduled by Donald Trump. The breaking news uh, happened and occurred last night. Well, I tweeted that out. Uh, I had a pretty fair live coverage. I think I tweeted out about uh, 30 seconds after it was actually first announced, and I'll uh, see exactly when I tweet that out here just in just a second. Um, yeah, so I actually tweeted that out 13 hours ago, uh, and we're, it's 9, uh, 9.15 a.m. right now, so yeah, I, was, uh, I uh, tweeted that out. If you you want to follow me on Twitter, I rarely plug my social media, but if you really care enough, you can go over to Twitter, 
my uh, username is jddjr777, and that uh, applies to everywhere, including Instagram, Snapchat, Reddit, uh, Twitter, everything. It's all JW, uh, yeah, JWDJR777. Someone actually told me that I should say that as opposed to saying JDDJR777, but I don't know. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, we have some breaking news I'm being told right now. Turkey is rejecting the United States Pastor Brunson's release, and uh, this would having to do with a lot of the um, the markets fall, falling. They're uh, retaliating the other day. The market the markets are going down right now. We're going to take a look at that right now. Actually, it was scheduled for later in the episode, but because of this breaking news, we're going to transition over to that. Markets are doing pretty bad today, mostly because I would say. Uh, uh, um, because of this breaking development, sorry about that, I'm, uh, being told something right now in my ear, the Dow is, uh, it's going down right now, uh, many, many of the major stocks are going down, but the commodities look pretty, or no, all the, uh, the, um, let's see, yeah, all the commodities except for silver are up and everything, the Dow is down point zero seven. Uh, like, yep, yeah. uh, so, we're going to continue our coverage on, I apologize, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes right now, uh, we're going to continue our coverage of this breaking news in just a second uh, when we can get more clear details on it. It looks like they're, uh, that uh, we're going to come back to it in a second, but we're going to check on your money right now. The Dow is down 0.07% uh, at 25,540 and 94 points, down 17.79. The NASDAQ is uh, down 0.56%, uh, currently sitting at 7,600. 7,763.52, down 42.81. It's slowly rising, actually, as I'm looking at it right here. The S&P 500 down 0.18. at sitting right now at 2,835.57, down 5.12. Apple right now, $214.56, uh, up 0.59%. The stocks are doing pretty well as I'm looking at them right now. They're all uh, rising fairly slowly right now. At the major ones, that includes uh, Citigroup, General Election, Google, General Electric, Google, and Microsoft. Uh, oil right now trading at $65.99, uh, up 0.81%. The euro is at $1.14. Gold is at $1,185.20, uh, up 0.10%. Japan is up 0.35% at 22,278 points, up 78.62. Hong Kong, the Hang Seng trading market is at up 0.42%. London is up 0.35%. Germany, the DAX market down 0.44%. And, um, uh, let's take a look at your commodities. The oil is trading is right now $66.11, up 0.99. Gas is 296.162, up. And uh, the gold is right now, as I said, 1,185.30. The silver is down, though, today at uh, $14.66, down 0.33%. And corn right now is $380.75. Everything uh, on the market is actually just... Uh, Seems to be uh, as staying very steady right now. However, it is kind of going up and then going down. So uh, nothing's really standing still at the moment. Uh, the opening bell just happened about, uh, tw uh, let's see here, about 50 minutes ago. So uh, you can expect that. We'll take a look at the Tesla stock because uh, there's a lot to cover right now. It might go private. Uh, there's a bunch of Saudi investors, perhaps, that Elon Musk wants to recruit. Uh, over the past five days, it seemed to be going down a little bit. It's currently trading at $314.39, down 21.16 points, or 6.31%, so a six and a half, almost 6.5% drop uh, in the Tesla stock today, not doing very well, but that is kind of expected because of uh, Elon Musk. He actually might 
lose control of the whole entire company. And the plans to take Tesla private uh, are not really clear as of right now. However, he suggested in a blog post this week that he's going to need a lot of help to buy out shareholders. And if this plan succeeds, basically the new holders in all, this whole company, this whole Tesla company, will probably have a much louder, much profound impact um, inside Tesla than uh, a lot of the analysts and, and the, the people that are looking in or looking outside in that are saying right now. They could even demand changes or even his firing if they wanted to. I Is it really up to them? I mean, Musk, of course, is a very smart person. He knows what he's doing, but I don't know. In terms of business, does he know what he's doing? Do the shareholders think he knows what he's doing? Has the company succeeded the way that they would like it to under his leadership? Musk said uh, he wants Tesla's stock to be taken private at a premium uh, value of $420 a share. He said that for quite some time now, but uh, also expects about two-thirds of shares now held in the publicly traded Tesla to maintain their current ownership. And that suggests that 33% of the shares would need to be repurchased before the company could even be taken private. That block of stock alone, just 33%, uh, is more than Musk owns or could buy uh, by exercising his options. And he doesn't even have a lot of free cash to make significant additional purchases within Tesla because most of his non-Tesla income uh, and, and net worth is all tied up in SpaceX, his other company. Great company, though. I think their stuff is really interesting. They livestream a lot of their la rocket launches and experiments on online. And SpaceX, you know, it's it's really interesting company. I don't. I think that's uh, much more profitable, or much it brings in more money than Tesla. Analysts are wondering: Should they merge Tesla and SpaceX? What do you think? Let me know. If you want to uh, let me know, you can go on my website. We have a poll right now if you want to uh, look over there. Or if you're listening live uh, or you want to leave a voicemail or something, you can actually call. You can call into the show. Uh, we have that set up. I made that announcement a couple episodes back. The number is 312-625-8492. That's 312-625-8492. If you want to call and uh, be heard on the show, let me know. Just give me a call. 312-625-8492. That's on the website as well. You want to uh, visit there. The, by the way, the website, if you don't know, is j Um. Yeah, so that that's the news with Tesla. I mean, there's not really much to, more to say, except Saudi investors are basically going to have control of the company if this doesn't go well. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Let's get to Omarosa. There's some big political news. Here's a new tape from Omarosa with Laura Trump and Omarosa. They're talking about after Omarosa was fired and all this all this stuff came out and it was such a big story that these tapes were you know existed and they were alive. It was uh, it was a big uh, story. It, it was um, but it wasn't as big as it is right now. So uh, there was one story in the New York Times. I believe the New York Times actually broke this whole story. And basically. Laura Trump was asking, well, you know, um, after they fired her, you know, they were talking about, they even discussed her personal salary, and by the way, she has one of the highest paying, or she had one of the highest paid salaries in the White House, about $180,000. 
Take a look at the tape. Listen, obviously with like the New York Times article and stuff, you know, it's it's What's the New York Times like, article? The one that the one that um it was in New York Times today, I guess you did with Maggie Haberman or they wrote about you. It sounds a little like obviously that there's some things back in the back pocket to pull out. Clearly if if you come over as a campaign, like we can't have we gotta Oh, everybody, God, no. Everybody's positive, right? And so the only thing that we have to consider when we're talking salary as far as the campaign is concerned is that, as you know, everything is public. Um, and all the money that we raise and that pays salaries is directly from donors, small-dollar donors for the most part. Um, so I know you you were making 179 at the White House. And I think we could work something out where we keep you right along those lines. Um, specifically, let me see, I haven't even added up the numbers, but we were talking about like 15K a month. Uh, let me see what that adds up to. 12. Yeah, so that's 180,000. Does that sound like uh, a fair deal for you? And in terms of your position specifically, I really feel like your position would require, you know, you to be able to be flexible in terms of where you are. Sometimes, you know, come to New York for occasional meetings, but um, I would love if you could, you know, occasionally go do speaking engagements and that sort of thing for us. I think you'd be awesome doing that. Um, and so it doesn't really matter where you are. If you're comfortable staying in D.C., then, you know, you're we're more than happy to have you. And the phone cuts off right there after that there. Uh, but there was a statement released by Laura Trump. And if you don't know, by the way, uh, uh, Laura Trump is President Trump's daughter-in-law. She's married to his son, Eric Trump. Uh, she said, and this is a recent statement that came out uh, from her, we still wanted uh, her on our team, referring to Amarosa, because we cared so much about her personally. That's why I reached out to her to offer a position on the 2020 Trump campaign uh, before we, and the statement continues if I can uh, see it on my monitor, before we knew anything about the gross violations of ethics and integrity during her White House tenure, another one of Amarosa's bombshell. Amarosa actually says that she's heard Trump using a racial slur. She heard him say the n-word. She might have a recording of that. She said that she heard from a source in the White House that he uh, that he had said that. He said that, and, it, you know, it's pretty big. Did Trump say the n-word? I don't know. There's no evidence of it so far. But maybe there will be. Here's Omarosa saying that uh, he heard, that she heard from someone that he used the n-word. Let's see if we can uh, get first heard the Access Hollywood. Uh, there we go. Uh, I'm so sorry about that. Let's see if we can uh, get her back here on uh, the screen for a second uh, on this monitor right here. But she did say that um, he definitely that she definitely heard Trump say or heard from another person that uh, Trump said it, and that it rolled off his tongue. It rolled off his mouth, kind of like when you first heard the Access Hollywood tape. During her whirlwind book tour. And that was in a report from CBS this morning. We'll have the link in uh, the show notes if you actually want to see it. She's done uh, many interviews so far, and I think really it's just to promote her book, to be honest. It's called Unhinged, an insider's account of the Trump White House. Here I am plugging her book, of course. We kind of have to do that, because that that's what she gets from these interviews. And from these tapes being leaked. She wants the fame and she wants the money. That's really what she wants. I don't think you could take her as a credible source, to be honest. Even though I, uh, I'm i an independent person, 
in terms of political party, although I do, in this administration in particular, lean a little bit more to the left. Let's take a look at a clip released by MSNBC where she responded. Uh, she says that the new tapes prove that uh, President Trump and, her t and the team tried to buy her off and actually used it, uh, used the money as hush money. I saw this as an attempt to buy my silence, to censor me, and to pay me off $15,000 per month uh, by the campaign. Hush money. Actually, the MSNBC uh, anchor, well, no, it was actually, I believe it was a reporter, it might have been an anchor. Uh, it was Craig Melvin, actually, I apologize. So it was an anchor. It was MSNBC Live with Craig Melvin. He uh, basically clarifies it, saying... saw this is hush money. And, yeah, if you, we'll have the link to that interview uh, in the beginning. The, the interview continues. Absolutely. He thought he could dismiss me. You know, he thought, you know, that I could be disposed of. But Donald Trump is wrong. Vanity Fair is he wrong, though? Is he wrong? Is he wrong, though? That's really the question we have to ask. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's uh, see anything. Nothing really happened uh, right now within the stock, uh, the money sort of thing uh, with Omarosa and everything. But how many tapes does she actually have? Well, on Thursday afternoon, uh, when... With the, the fury and the fur over Amorosa Manigold Newman's tell-all memoir book of her year in the White House slightly fading, reality TV's favorite villain struck again, and that's from an article that I'm reading right here. An appearance on a MSNBC, the one-time White House aide played a tape of a conversation with the daughter-in-law, as we just played before, and uh, they were, uh, you know, renegotiating the salary and everything. But that was one tape of a fairly minor call. I mean, there was nothing really, really huge on that call. And it seems to be quite random, almost if she has a, you know, a collection of these tapes. Perhaps she's just releasing them periodically. And, of course, Trump uh, and his campaign, his act, not the White House, but Trump as a campaign and his campaign office, not as the Trump organization, not as the White House and the Trump presidency, but the Trump campaign Organization, Yes, that still exists. They actually filed for arbitration against Omarosa. And, uh, yeah, they're looking into uh, legal action against her. Uh, although she is still releasing these tapes, even though it's f it's illegal. He's tr in Omarosa, of course, says that it was his attempt to silence him. In an interview with uh, Meet the Press, I believe was the was the media um, art was the media source. Actually, let me take a look here. Yeah, um, I believe that was the source. You know, the, these um, clips that I have downloaded here are being fairly glitchy right now because one of the programs actually just crashed. Uh, but let's see what she said on Meet the Press the other day. Uh, and we'll see because she said during the Apprentice that she used him, that he. Heard them, uh, no, I'm sorry, that she heard him say the N-word. But now, Omarosa, uh, Trump, uh, she says that Trump's trying to silence him now. And, uh, you know, the campaign filing arbitration and that she alleges, uh, that she violated the non-disclosure, non-disclosure agreements. Which she did, she did, she broke the law. She broke the non-disclosure agreements, which is highly illegal. She recorded tapes in the White House Situation Room. It's not right, it's really not ethical at all. But these, these tapes, the leaks are interesting. Since That's publication me. of this book. Absolutely. So you know it exists. And I know it exists. The feud between President and Trump and And that's a review, uh, I mean, sorry, that's a report from ABC. We'll have that linked as well. 
you know, a lot of times nowadays, they don't have the clips just uh, as they are, you know, just like uh, solo clips. It's always in a report, so it's kind of hard to cut it out, uh, especially when we're broadcasting live. It's uh, Friday, August 17th, 9.32 a.m. on the Jay Doherty Podcast. Let's talk about China. They're likely training pilots to target the United States, according to the Pentagon. Now, they're actively developing its fleet of long-range bombers and, quote-unquote, likely training its pilots for uh, missions targeting the United States, uh, according to a new Pentagon report. Now, the report actually says that over the last three years, the People's Liberation Army has rapidly expanded over the water, over water bomber operating areas, gaining experience in critical uh, maritime regions and uh, likely training for strikes against United States and allied targets, and that is a quote from the report. Now, the, 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 there's a report, there's an annual report that actually comes out, so the, it's on military and security developments involving the People's Republic of China, and it's actually a United States report, and it's mandated, yes, it's mandated by Congress. See if we can get the story back up here. I believe it was just actually closed, but uh, let's see what we can do here. Yeah, that, that report, that annual uh, report on military and security developments involving the People's Republic of China, is a government, uh, is a Congress mandated U.S. government report, and that report this year details uh, Chinese military developments uh, over the previous year. This year's report also claims that China is pursuing a nuclear capability in its long range bombers. And it actually explicitly says that the Chinese Air Force has been reassigned a nuclear mission. But the development of in, 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 uh, integration, and this is again from the report, of nuclear-capable bombers would, for the first time, provide China with a nuclear, quote-unquote, triad of delivery systems dispersed across land, sea, and air. That's another quote from the report. Now, Chinese President Xi Jinping, we celebrated his birthday a couple episodes back on the JDRC Politics Podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and so much more. He, the President of China, has actually tried to monetize the the forces of China. Uh, and, uh, of course, he was dressed in a military outfit with all of his many, many troops. He's uh, emphasized the Communist Party control over the military, and he's really preparing for, I guess, a, a leadership reshuffle later this year, and uh, in terms of military. And uh, we have our translations here. Uh, he said, as Comrade Mao Zedong once pointed out, our principle is to have the party command military, not the military command the party. In other words, monetization, monetization, monetization. <laughs> Very interesting. We'll continue to see exactly what happens. There's nothing really uh, directly from China or anything like, uh, you know, of the sort that would indicate that China is going to, you know, strike a nuclear attack on us. But, yeah, that's the story right now. They basically say that they have the capability, but in other countries, you know, have, uh, have the capability. So, I don't know, I, I, you know, China seems to be becoming a much more, a bigger concern very lately in many aspects. They, Pence mentioned them in the, in the, um, you know, the Space Force announcement. Uh, really, Russia would be the problem there, I would assume. And, of course, Trump is, you know, the toughest president on Russia in the history of history. So, no comment there, though just attacking China, even though there's a famous historical space feud between the Russians and the Americans. Hmm. 
Very interesting. It's Friday, August 17th, uh, 2018, 9.36 a.m. You know, I do a lot of processing on those intros where I'm talking about what we're going to talk about. And we have incredible thumbnails that I actually Photoshop. Spent a lot of time doing that. So if you want to uh, show that some love and uh, take a look at them, go ahead and go to the website, j-story.com. That's the website. I also do video promos for the episodes where I make these graphics and just talk a little bit about what I'm going to be talking about. It's a web-exclusive type thing. Go ahead and take a look at that. This track is called Money. It's by No, N-O-W-E. Again, from VNCM, it actually came out on uh, the 21st of July, this year, of course. It's good music, right? 9.37 a.m., Jay Doherty Podcast. I'm Jay Doherty. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I appreciate you uh, being here and existing and listening to the podcast. You know, subscribe if you really like it. Let me know if you like it. Email me, j at j That's the email. If you want to actually directly contact me, go ahead and go to my website, j That's it. I'm out. All night long. Money. Thanks, everyone. Uh...